Welcome everyone to How Winners Win. I am Daniel Blue. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Keita Spears, a.k.a. Hi, Key. What up, winners? Winners. I might go to jail tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what if the, the heat win or something? You going Man, crazy? So it's my daughter's graduation, eighth grade. Mm. I've got to be in the same room with my baby mama. Mm. We're going to end it there. No, but <laughs> it, 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 it keeps going. It, keep, it keeps going. It keeps going. So I'm meeting... Bella's boyfriend. So my daughter's 18 years old. I'm not 18 years old. Eight, eighth grade. She's graduating. 14. Right. It's her first boyfriend. Yeah. Ooh. So dude, when she told me she had a boyfriend, man, I don't think I even told you guys this story. No. So <laughs> she tells my mom she has a boyfriend. This is like a couple weeks ago. Tells her mom. Uh, my wife and I don't know at this time. So my mom is low key. Just tells me, hey, you're not supposed to know. But, you know, Bella told me she has a boyfriend and she wants to tell you, but she's scared. So I'm balling one night. I'm playing volleyball. It's like 10 o'clock at night. She's like, dad, when are you coming home? I was like, I'll be home in like 30 minutes. She's like, okay, I'll stay up for you. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I'll just see you tomorrow. And she's like, no, I'll just stay up. I'm like, okay, something's <laughs> up. So she's like, we just need to talk. I was like, oh shit. Gosh, when your daughter hits you with the, we need to talk. I know, <laughs> right? So I get home and I'm like, hey, what's up, Bella? And she's like, dad, you promise not to get mad? I was like, wow, what's up? She's like, so there's this boy that I like and he likes me. And remember you told me that if I liked a boy and he liked me and I wanted to be his girlfriend, that I need to tell you first. And I was like, yeah. She's like, what's happening? I was like, okay. And then she's like, you're not mad? I was like, nah, I appreciate you just telling me that this is what's happening. Right. And did she just start crying and just jumped in my like my chest? And she's like, "Dad, I thought you were gonna be so mad. I was so scared to tell you." Like, I start crying. I was like, <laughs> "You know." So like all the fathers out there with daughters, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's different, right? When yeah. you just like that's your little princess, your little daughter that's having a boyfriend. So I am meeting him today. Oh wow, Ooh, it's a big day. I it's know. huge. I know. So do I play? the you know hey how many girlfriends have you had you know, <laughs> you know? i'm interrogating I, 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 yeah. just a good firm handshake you know yeah, just you to, gotta squeeze yeah give him the squeeze yeah because i that's my first inkling is i want to go down the interrogation route but i'm in a public setting i don't want to embarrass my daughter too much because right. then i don't want her to withhold information from me in the future right so you got your damn. It's just tactical. Oh, I didn't realize. Chess. Yes, it's chess. <laughs> yes. It's definitely chess, man. Yeah. And you can relate to this, yeah, bro, with the man. girl dad. Yeah. How many uh, daughters? I have you got? two daughters now. How yeah. I have a five-year-old. She'll be six in July. Okay. And then I have a daughter that just turned a month. So, man, you're in the good years, though. Yeah. I exactly. swear. Right when they turn ten. They just turn into an asshole. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying my years. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. it. Enjoy it. So, winners, you guys are uh, listening to us live out of Las Vegas, not to hear about me possibly going to jail tonight. <laughs> I know if I go to jail, you know, we'll, we'll have some homies bail me out. Yeah. So, we're, 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 we're good there. But really excited to have today's guest just because, you know, winners, we have the episodes again how winners win if this is your first time listening the premise of the show is to help you guys win your personal life your financial life your entrepreneurial life and we do the best that we can kita and i to just juggle our schedule we don't get paid for this shit we don't sell you guys stuff we don't put ads uh, we just really want to come from the heart and share with you guys what's going on with our lives and what we're struggling with what we're doing well with and, and help you guys then also bring on some some guests that we feel like could really really add value to your guys lives and uh, today's one of those guests. I'm really excited to have 
Uh, this is one of Kita's boys, and uh, I know Kita, you know, has a really, really strong network. So today's guest, uh, he was just telling us he just sold a, a hookah lounge, he's got a couple spas here in, in Las Vegas. Not those kinds of spas. I, I know what you guys are. Th- I know what you guys are thinking. Remember that one movie? Uh, I think it was Hall Pass, and yeah. he, he goes to the the massage place, and he's like, "No rub and tug." You say, "Yes, rub and tug." No rub and tug. No rub and tug. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, get your your mind's out of the gutter. It's not one of those spas, but we've got to John Allen. He's got uh, a lot of different businesses going on. Welcome to the show, bro. I appreciate you guys having me, man. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor for real. I'm excited to have you on, man. So let's dive right in. You know, like you like, you know, Danny was saying, you are a Las Vegas local. You are a product of Las Vegas. Yes, sir. We, you and I both went to high school out here. So we're one of the few people, you know, yeah. it's, it's very rare, very rare. But going back to those days, like like me knowing you personally, like you've always had a different drive about you. So I want to dive into like what makes you tick. Like, does that come from a place of you were looking outwards for inspiration or did that come from the home? Like, did you have someone that you looked up to in your home? Uh, Definitely. I had a couple of people that I looked up to at home. I would say my father for sure was a, a key factor in something that developed me over time through life. Um, my mom too, my mom too. And honestly, a big part was coming from the environment that we came from because, uh, where I'm from, I'm from San Bernardino, California. I.E. Yeah, you already know. So (laughs) it's, it's, it's like, uh, my mom and dad even having the courage to move us here in Las Vegas in a foreign land where we knew nothing. We knew nobody. We knew we didn't have any family here. So, uh, that was a big jump for them just to be able to put their kids in a better environment. So I always looked up to them, not only for that, but their their work ethic. My dad was always a hustler, whether it was uh, starting a new business, a car wash business, uh, a janitor business, anything. He always found a way to get his hands on some money. So that was that was a big <laughs> a big factor. Nice, nice. So when does this take place? Like, give us the timeline. So you you grew up in the IE, then you come to Vegas with your family. You guys don't know anybody, no friends, no Nobody. family, just starting from scratch. So and it's and it's you and your brothers, right? Yep, me and my brothers. Me and my brothers at the time it was me, my older brother Ace, and my younger brother Amir. Damn. So and three you kids, two parent household, mom two and dad household. Yeah, your parents still together? They are. I'm one of the lucky ones. Mm-hmm. See, so I always feel like that plays a huge factor in, in how people are developed. Now, you were also heavy into sports when we was growing up. That's yes. how some of our best memories on the football field together. And like I said, guys, he has a drive about him that <clears throat> is very different. Like he was an all star at football. He was a star. And you started off with Spring Valley and then eventually went to one of the best schools in the country, which was Bishop Gorman. That's where you graduated, right? Right. Correct. So talk to us about what it takes for, you know, the people, the winners out there that have you know kids in high school. What does it take to be an athlete at that level? Of, you know, because you really went to the top. You started at a public school and then went to a scholarship to one of the best schools in the nation. Right. So what does that take, you know, as yeah. far as like outside the, the classroom and stuff like that? Oh, it takes discipline, first and foremost. I think it takes a lot of discipline. It takes commitment. It takes uh, having a definite aim on what you want in life because you're going to have to make some decisions. Like when I was at Spring Valley, I was able to play all sports. I was able to play football. I was able to play basketball. If I wanted to wrestle, I could do that. But when it came to me transferring to Gorman, they kind of made it to where like 
You need to decide what you're good at and you need to just go ahead and pursue that fully and focus all of your time on that. And we really didn't get any time off when we went to Gorman, like at all. So that was one of the key factors to us even being a great team out here. We, I would say out of the year, we got two weeks off Damn. ever. That's it. And then it's right back to work. And that two weeks was winter break. So <laughs> <laughs> how did you balance the, you know, you're 16, 17 years, years old, somewhere around there, right? The whole, you know, being disciplined, grinding, working, putting in the work, but then also having a social life, right? right. Every kid still wants to hang out with their friends, right. right? So what was, you know, how did you balance that? What was that like? Um, I definitely, once I got my stuff done, I had to have a social life. I definitely enjoyed myself when it came to, uh, parties on the weekends after the games. Um, I definitely made sure to stay in contact with my friends. I did the regular stuff, video games. I still did everything else that everybody else did. So, uh, it, it, I never lacked in the social aspect. I honestly felt like it helped me more in the social aspect because it helped me build uh, reliability on teammates. It helped me build uh, communication skills. So even more than further than the discipline, it helped me build a lot of other aspects in social too. I could expect, you know, time management is probably the biggest, oh, yeah. <laughs> the biggest thing. Oh yeah. You know, cause balancing just practice itself. You know, you were an athlete too, blue, like having to do homework after you done play balled all day with your friends, oh like from sun God. up to sundown. And then you got to go do some math. Like that's rough. And yeah. then like you said, the standards at the school that you ended up at is a lot higher than what we had to do at spring Valley. I think it was 2.0. Like, Hey, you pass, you You're pass. Good. Like, you know, like, <laughs> Hey, you know, it is say la vie, but it seems like when you got into that place where it almost kind of is in a sense, put a little bit more pressure on you For to sure. perform. And pressure makes diamonds. You either crumbled or you didn't. Was there ever like, you know, times where you saw people that maybe didn't, you know, um, rise to the occasion? Oh, for sure. For sure. Throughout the journey, there were a few people that I felt like and it's, it's honestly most of the time people with the most potential and they they like to rely on the natural talent. So they don't necessarily feel like they have to follow the guidelines of the discipline and, and sticking to things. But I've seen a lot of people fall off the track, unfortunately, but yeah. What about the, this fun fact for, for the winners that aren't out here in Las Vegas? So Bishop Gorman, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, I know Snoop Dogg's kid went there. I'm sure other celebrities, right? It's like top five schools for football in the country, right, like yeah. year in, year out. We so. have the most uh, first round draft picks in any high school this year. Yeah. yeah. So I also know it's a private school. And it's a damn near mortgage payment every month. So I'm, I'm just uh, selfishly curious. Did did you guys, did you get on like through a scholarship? Did your, your mom pick, dad pick up second and third shifts? Because I'm sure 1500 bucks a month, somewhere around there. So yeah, how, no. how did that work? It was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty tough time when it came to the family, but it was a sacrifice for sure. And they did help me out with the program yeah. for sure. Okay, so so I they do have scholarships. Yeah. Yeah. Things yeah, like that. Yeah. They de I wouldn't say they have scholarships, but they do have programs. If you meet certain expectations when it comes to, uh, grades or let's say it's a, a, a single mom household with that needs help. So, yeah. you know, situations like that, they'll set up a program where it works out best for everybody. Gotcha. So they make it mutually beneficial. Exactly. Yeah, you <laughs> just get three touchdowns a game. And we'll, we'll give you something like we'll, that. We'll, we'll give you 20% off tuition. <laughs> what, uh, so I think what's really interesting is, you know, there's a lot of people that we've you know interviewed in the same spot that you're in, you know, they leave high school, they get done with college or whatnot. 
and they've had a sports background, right? So they have that, that competitive drive and whatnot. And here you are now where you've got your hands in a, a couple of different businesses. And, and I'd love for you to share what those businesses are with the winners. But what was that transition like when you were, you know, doing pretty well in, in high school? Did you have aspirations on owning your own business, getting in the, the health space like you're in right now? Kind of talk to us about that. Honestly, I had no idea I would be in the space that I'm in right now, to be honest with you. Um, I always knew that I would definitely own a business or a few businesses just from, like I said earlier, my father seeing him being an entrepreneur throughout life. But uh, I never thought it would be in the fitness business. I always thought I was going to the league, to be honest with you, like 100 percent. I had no doubt that I was going to the league, but to uh, the transitional time was probably the hardest period. I would say uh, one of the hardest periods of my life. Because dedicating so much time to being an athlete and you just have this this set sight on being an NFL player your whole life. And then for me, how it ended was I ended up tearing my ACL twice. So I'm like, at this point, I got to go ahead and hang it up. But um, during that time, it takes a it, you fall into a kind of an identity crisis because you only know yourself through that sport when you dedicate yourself to it so long. So I would say that transitional time was pretty hard for me. What um what helped me balance that was throughout the whole time, uh, I was into music. So I had something else that I felt like I can fall on, where a lot of people that are athletes, when they're done with football or any type of sport, they don't have anything to fall on. They don't know what to do with life. So uh, luckily I had that. And within that, my brother, he already started his own gym. So I... Uh, ended up going up there and I was more business minded. So I wanted to help him out on the business end, but just seeing what he was doing at the gym, I was like, this might be something that I can get into. Maybe I can help him out a little bit. And, um, to be honest, I think how I got into it, he just like was late for a client one day and I was there being a brother. I'm not going to let the business sacrifice like if I'm here. So I know I came from an athletic background. I'm going to give her a couple of workouts. After I gave her a couple of workouts, she was like, you're pretty good at this kind of better than your brother. You might want to, <laughs> 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 you might want to hop into this. You might want to take it serious. So from there, uh, I think I, I started trying it out. It took me a couple of years, honestly, to even accept that I was a personal trainer. Uh, really? There's, there's yes. something I, I want to go back to that. I want to make sure we don't just glance over because I, I do think, some of the winners that are maybe kind of in a season of change, maybe dysfunction, maybe identity crisis, trying to pivot. And you talked about something that we all can relate to at some point in time. Maybe there's just some people listening right now that can really, really relate to what you're saying now. And you said you had something to fall back on. So you said your whole time, your whole vision was, man, I'm going to be an athlete. Like, this is what I'm going to do. You right. live it, you breathe it, you sleep it, you eat it, right? Like, that's all you were going to do. And then the universe is just like, no, that's not going to happen. So now you don't really have a plan, right? I'm sure you probably had some low points of like maybe depression, just being mm -hmm. down, maybe feeling like a victim here and there, right? But you said something that I want you to talk more about. You, you had something to fall back on. Um, what was that? So music as in you're bumping some Biggie Smalls and Tupac in the car or like you're flowing, like you're actually, you know, in, in, in that, that scene, the so music scene. I, I actually was in the music scene. Like you said, uh, earlier, we ended up going to school with Snoop Dogg's son. Even before that though, I was always into rapping. 
My dad actually one of the businesses that he owned was a record label. So he uh he had a joint he had a deal a distribution deal with Universal in the past. So seeing that I was always into music and having that to fall back on I always had a mic with me. I had a microphone. I had my own home studio. So I always recorded songs and that was a way for me to basically express myself throughout the time. So it it helped out a lot and with that I ended up uh we ended up making a couple of connections with Snoop Dogg and them and uh, pursuing a couple of music videos and things like that. So that helped me keep my confidence throughout that time, I would say. Definitely. I mean, because I feel like anytime if any athlete has ever experienced an injury, uh, for one, it, it really fucks with you mentally because it's not just the act of the injury. Like that's 30 seconds. The pain goes away. It's right. the the next day waking up not being able to move your shit the same way and you're like oh damn right for six months six how, months however long it takes the doctor you know do what it needs to do it's like those are the, t- the troubling times that you know really make you into who you eventually are but i did it you're right i didn't want to talk or glaze over this other point basically what i'm hearing is you also just had a family member that was just pursuing their own journey and when yours got a little derailed, you almost went right back into what you know. Like, let me go back to my roots and be with my family and offer a hand here. This did not, you didn't even have any intentions on mentoring with your brother. Like, oh, I'm going to open a gym. I'm no. going to be a physical trainer. <laughs> like, that wasn't your intentions. But because you had a strong core group, you could go back and say, hey, let me just go spend some time with my brother. And literally stumbled into being able to take on a client where they gave you the feedback that you're like, oh, shit. You're right. I do know all this stuff off the top of the dome from just doing all these exercises. How can I monetize that or how can I put that forward? So walk us through that process of like seeing an idea and then realizing that it actually has potential and legs. What's the next step after that for you? So the next step after that was to um, actually take action. I asked my brother for a job there. So when I started there, he didn't even like just bring me on as a co-owner because I was his brother or anything like that. He was paying me $10, no, $8 an hour, actually, (laughs) $8 an hour at the time just to see like if I was serious because, you know, younger. And this is my older brother. So, you know, younger brothers, they they might be they might be capping sometimes. How, How old are you at the time? I was 21. I just turned 21. Oh, yeah. So he's like, all right, let's yeah. see how serious he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's, he's not serious. So um, I I go in there and I'm showing my dedication. I'm there from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day. Like, I'm showing you that I'm serious. And then when it comes to us having meetings on how to grow this business and how to expand this business. I'm there too. I'm offering solid ideas. I'm strategizing with you. So he's seen that. And I would say after about um, maybe a year and a half, he ended up bringing me on as a co-owner with the business. And then from there, we moved to another location. So at that time, when I got there, he, uh, he probably had, I want to say about 20 clients and it was mostly about him. So it was basically about him having so many clients that he had to open up his own gym to train his clients. It wasn't him uh, necessarily opening up a gym for people to work out at or for trainers to train their clients at. It was more for him to run his business. But once I got there, he had to start kind of thinking about it in a different aspect, like how we can grow this, how we can bring on more people to get under us. So we... uh. We first focused on building up the clientele 
And once we got the our first gym, I want to say was about eighteen hundred square feet. Okay. And uh, once we got to the point to where we're training people literally outside because we don't have any more room in the gym, we were like, okay, it's time for us to take a a, a, a next step. We took a big step. We took a jump. I want to say we dove. So we our next gym was sixty five hundred square feet. Yeah, so we took a big, big, big leap to the point to where we had to keep at least 200 clients minimal just to keep everything going. So uh, that was a big, big, big step for us. And it happened kind of fast. I won't lie. But after a year and a half, we went from 100 clients to 300 clients to 500 clients. Now we're throwing boot camps. Now we're um, we're on the news. We're We're hosting. Uh, move the world events different. We add life coaching. We added a lot of stuff to it. So, uh, we ended up helping out a lot of trainers develop their own brands and go out here and do their own thing. We did a lot within that time span. Wow. So, talk to us about that timeline. So, year and a half goes by. You didn't put the grind in. So, I want to put make that the winners aware. Like you said, it wasn't overnight. Hey, here's the keys to the show. Like, good luck, brother. Like. You showed up and put in the work every single day, even when it probably didn't feel good making eight dollars an hour at twenty one. Right. You're like, and this is my brother. This is my brother. This is my brother. <laughs> like, come on, man. You gonna get paid more than the minimum? Yeah, the minimum, bro. So, so you do the grind, and then also from what it sounds like is you also did something that a lot of winners do is you provided value first. You can, sounds like you immediately came in saying, "Hey, how can we grow the business? How can we expand? Here's some things that I see that you you could be doing better. Right, right, because from what it sounds like he was running the business you were working on the business right you know in a sense where you could see things like hey i would do this differently you might be able to do 5x this exactly and that's what kind of led to the the increase of the growth it was exponential from what it sounds like yeah from 20 to you know 500 in a matter of two three years yes in a matter of a year and a half honestly and a big uh big factor for that was when i got there he was uh even me when i first started training we were training clients individually, so one-on-one at a time. And it's like only so many hours in a day where you can do that. So I started bringing some of my one-on-ones at the same time, and now I found myself running over here to the squat rack to help this person and then running to the leg press to help this person and watching this person sprints. And I'm like, this is stupid. Because while I'm doing that, my brother's over here outside doing whatever he got going on. I'm like, why don't we just take the times throughout the day and start making group classes? Whatever people can make it during this time, we're going to put them all together and just instruct the class. And this is before, like, all the F45s and everything started popping up. This is way before that. So, uh, honestly, we were one of the first group boutique gyms in Las Vegas. And uh, I want to say the only one that was around at that time was Raw Fitness. What about Orange Theory? Was Orange Theory? No. A while since back in the day? Yeah. yeah. This was a minute ago. So Wow. It was, uh, actually, I'm lying. I think Orange Theory was popping up. Yeah. They were popping up because this was in 2000 and he started the gym himself in 2015. What's the name of the gym? Ace Fitness. Ace Fitness. Ace Fitness. And then when did the digital side come into play? I know you've got uh, an app that's you know, yeah. making some some really big noise in the space. Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, my online brand is called Busybody. And the reason why I named it that is because... After some time at the gym in the brick and mortar, I found that 
a lot of people's excuses were the the hardest part of getting to, the hardest part of working out is getting to the gym. Like the hardest part is just getting there. So I'm like, okay, let me eliminate that. And it started off as me doing mobile sessions. So I would just go directly to my clients. Like, okay, you can't work out. You can't come to the gym. I'll come to you. I'll add an extra fee, but I'll come to you. And um, that that changed a lot of my thinking on the industry because I seen a lot of the people that were honestly higher in were the ones that weren't able to make it to the gym, but they still wanted to work out. They had everything a lot of people had their own gyms. They just didn't know how to use it. Mm. So, um, and then with the same thing as I realized with the gym as I only have so many hours in a day. So I can't keep adding mobile clients and mobile clients and mobile clients, but I, I still see myself growing this and I have to make more money, of course. So uh, I ended up forming an online program and it was just a PDF just a, a general PDF workouts on on what I've given my clients in the past to get results. Okay. So um, after that, while while I was working on that, I actually had a client that was growing her Instagram, and she was just like, "I want to get paid off of Instagram." Like all of these big brands won't accept me because I don't have enough followers. I only have about twelve hundred followers, but like. I have the personality and my followers are engaged. I wish I could make money off of Instagram. So that gave me the idea. I always, you guys ever did any of those pyramid scheme businesses? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Answer yes. He, he, he asked the question winners while he's squinting his eyes. <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know right there. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I've definitely got baited into some of those pyramid schemes when I was younger just because I was a hustler. So uh, I always wonder who was at the top of those pyramid schemes. I'm like, that person has to be making money because if this person sold this amount and they only saw this amount from it, what is the person at the top making? And that's how I like to think. So uh, I'm like, I want to create something like that. Of course, a legitimate brand behind it, but I want to create something like that where I don't necessarily have to be the face of it affiliate marketing exactly exactly and this is my client that's telling me that she wants to make money off of instagram so she was the first one that i started with i created a website and um instead of just directly selling my workout program to people i created a website i put my uh, program on the website and before i even launched it I had her promote a couple of weeks that this is the workout program that she's been following to lose this amount of weight, which it was because I was the one that was training her at the time and she got uh, tremendous results. So um, by the time that I dropped it, I ended up seeing a crazy amount of people purchasing it and a lot through her. Mm. They're using her discount code because I gave her a discount code to give people 20% off if they purchased through her. And every time they used her code, I would pay her for it. So I basically started my own affiliate marketing. And then with her, I told her, whatever um, ambassadors that she brings on, I'll be able to pay her for that too. So I basically, not only for myself, but I wanted to create something that would be residual for everybody and something that people can make money in while they sleep. 
without having to do too much. And she kind of gave me the idea of making the money off of the Instagram. So uh, from there, she ended up bringing a couple of more ambassadors to the point where we grew it to about 100 ambassadors uh, over a year and a half again. So uh, it didn't take long. Before we started seeing it every day, just clocking, and I'm waking up in the middle of the night, like, "Whoa, this many people bought my online program. This is crazy." So, this like, is the PDF, not P- the app. This is a PDF. Yeah. This is a PDF. So, uh, after making the PDF and seeing what people were getting the results to, people were getting most results for the butt gains. So I'm like, okay. I'm selling this, but what else can I sell with it to make it more beneficial? And that's when I created Busy Bands, which is a resistance band. So the resistance band is a non-slip resistance band. You know how they have those rubber ones, right? And sometimes they can rub up, they can burn your legs and everything like that. So I ended up finding a manufacturer that creates... uh, the grip inside of the bands so they don't slip they don't burn or anything like that so it makes the workout more effective whenever you're doing something with it and uh to sell that i made another program called like a busy booty program since that's what i saw everybody was attracted to and that that took it to the next level Mm. that took it off everybody wanted to be busy ambassadors busy babes I formed a community and that was the key part too that I I am leaving out. Um, Anybody that purchased a workout program for me, I put them in a Facebook group together to hold each other accountable and kind of build that rapport with each other and community with each other. Cause that was, I knew myself, I wouldn't have enough time to be checking up on them every week after building up so many clients. So that, that, that was helpful. That's huge. So real quick, not to interrupt your story, but winners, he basically just gave a master class on how to scale up on business and realizing and identifying problems and then quickly finding the solution for him and then testing it out, seeing if it works. And if it does mash the gas, right? That's literally what it sounds like. I mean, he started with one ambassador, finishes a year and a half with a hundred ambassadors. He saw something that worked with the booty, with the booty workouts, create a, a workout tailored just for the booty, attach an associated product with it. And then sell it as a bundle. And then now everyone's involved. Now also he forgot the most important ingredient. He said, let me go put these people that are so hyped up about what, what they're buying and put them all in the same room together. Let them, let them hype each other up. Exactly. Exactly. And that, that, that brought an energy that was like unmatched before I knew it. I didn't even have to like make a marketing calendar or anything like that. People were marketing for me. Automatic. It was automated. People were marketing for me just because they wanted to be posted and associated with this brand because somebody that they follow is associated with this brand. And it was just like it was like a a trickle down effect. And honestly, I, I, I never thought that it would get that big that fast, but I was amazed. And, you know, I left out another key factor since we already had this since I already had this established it was a trusted brand, uh, trusted brand. By the time we went into quarantine, oh my god! Oh man, this is all pre-COVID this is that pre, you built. This it. is pre-COVID. So you had already built the infrastructure with the online programs, you know, mobile, you know, which was getting big during COVID too. This was already built out and tested prior to the eventual shutdown. Yes. 
So that's another huge thing. You just being innovative when you don't need to be innovative. So shit is tested and tried by the time when something that's completely out of our control, like COVID, where gyms were shut down and literally mauled and, you know, people's <laughs> whole life savings getting taken away because they had their money invested in a brick and mortar gym, which you guys maybe had had a little struggle oh, yeah. with as well. For sure. So to even see kind of be ahead of the curve on that. So shit, talk about the struggle. Oh, it was a struggle when it came down to uh, quarantine and having the brick and mortar location. And uh, by that time, my brother was more so focused on the brick and mortar uh, location. I was more focused on the digital and mobile because it was just something that I seen was going to be the future. And once that happened, it clicked for everybody else. Like, okay, you might be right. Like (laughs) (laughs) proof of concept. (laughs) You might be right. Like the digital is the way, because from that point we had to, uh, get everybody that was at the gym, they still wanted to work out. They didn't want to stop because if you remember the shutdown just happened like instantly, like today is the day, like you better already have all of your groceries because you can't go outside. So that was crazy for us. And to be able to already, by that time, I believe I had already made um, three workout programs And the day that I found out that we were going into quarantine, I made another workout program called Quarantine Lean. So specifically for people to work out with no equipment, no anything, and to stay uh, active during the quarantine. Did Snoop Dogg give you that that line? I like that. (laughs) Quarantine Lean. (laughs) (laughs) So you went to high school with Snoop's son? Yeah, I did. Okay. What was something that that you remember something that, you know, maybe someone like me, you know, I grew up in um, Southern California. So love me some Snoop Dogg, some Dr. Dre. I'm pretty sure every single person listened Shit, to this. lived in Long Beach. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we all know Snoop Dogg, right? We always associate Snoop hitting the blunt. Yeah. Right? Smoking for sure, weed. But for like, sure. what's something that um, you remember about maybe conversations or seeing, you know, with Snoop's son, I know Snoop would go to the game. So I'm right. sure you rub shoulders with him, but what's oh, something yeah. that maybe would surprise the audience that uh, you had experience with? I would say that uh, Snoop's sons are a lot more dedicated than people would think, you know, coming from the background of having a father that is already well off and and famous. They are very hungry and eager to earn their own name Mm. out here. So that's a a big thing that I seen once I met them is like I couldn't even just identify you with Snoop like you got your own personality. You got your own drive about you. So that was big. And uh just seeing how cool and humble they were for real. It was like, they, they didn't have Snoop doesn't have that. I'm just a superstar. So you can't talk to me type of personality. He would be in the crowd watching his son play the game. And you know, everybody wants to take pictures with Snoop. So he'd take the flick real quick. I'll get right back to watching it. And then it's just like, it's crazy to see somebody with so much going on and still remain for the people. So that was a big thing that I noticed. That's cool. That's cool. So when does the app come into play here? So the app, uh, after I built it up to 100 ambassadors, I started to see a lot of the ambassadors get so inspired that they made their own workout programs to start selling to their followers and everything like that. So um, the app was just a way for me to honestly stay on top of the game and be able to get people out to more people. I already had built up enough I was, over 10,000 people had bought my programs at this point. So it was about me just giving them the platform to distribute theirs now. I um, 
kind of like universal for when my dad got the record label deal. So, okay. so I want distribution. Exactly. So I, I wanted to take more of the distri- distribution aspect because I seen it was something that I was good at, even when it came to me building up the ambassadors and having them push my workout programs. And um, I seen that it was a big, uh, it was a big thing missing in our industry. I seen a lot of people that were um, more so about themselves and a little bit egotistical to say, and just worried about like, you have to push my brand. You have to push my workouts. You have to do it my way. When there's so many people in this world that have their own gift to give to the world when it comes to the health and nutrition and fitness. So uh, your way might not connect with someone else. And I feel like I'm a firm believer in that. So I feel like me providing a platform where all of these ways are provided to to connect with people was was a good a good way to attack the the uh the whole industry honestly so you identified the need that you know there's too much individual app like if you don't rock with how this influencer does their app you're limited to only other influencer apps you right. can find that one person versus what you're saying is you created a platform like a marketplace in a sense for somebody who's just interested in health and fitness i can go find the program that fits my needs because I went on your app. Right. Right. And a big uh, a big part of that idea actually came from the spas that I run with my fiance. So with her, she uh, she when I met her, she was working at a doctor's office. Right. And we were doing we were doing fine until she got pregnant with my first child, my first daughter. After that, I'm like, I kind of don't like the idea of you going to work for somebody else. So I want to create something for where you can work for yourself. And not only that, if anything was to happen between us, you don't have to depend on nobody like you. You're good. You can always tell people that I made sure that you're good. It doesn't matter. So uh, she ended up finding this like I forgot. I think it's like an endermology machine or something like that. It's a body sculpting machine. She wanted it for herself. So I'm like, if I buy this machine we're making a business out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that you, you got your own ideas. Yeah. <laughs> we can do it on YouTube, but you're going to definitely have to do it on other people and make it make sense. Like we're not just about to spend money on something that can be an asset. So uh, I bought that and then she ended up, she was sharing a room with someone at the solar salons. I don't know if you know about the solar salon. Oh, it's like, like you can just, Rent a spot in a sense. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, seeing that she was paying like one twenty five a week to share a room. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, this is stupid. So, I, over time, I'm like, this is dumb. I'm not gonna let you just keep doing this. And uh, I ended up moving into a house. So I'm like, I'm gonna get a house big enough to where you can run your business in the house, so we could cut that overhead. You could build up your clientele, and then we go from there. So, um. Uh, after that, she built up her clientele and she wanted to go into the spa business the traditional way. Like I have my estheticians under me because she's an esthetician. I have my stylists under me. They're all under the essentials brand. And what I, uh, I once I broke it down to her, she realized it. But I'm like, this is a different generation. This is like a more independent generation. People want to feel like they work for themselves, Mm -hmm. even if they necessarily don't have the capacity to work for themselves all the way. Mm -hmm. They want to feel like they work for themselves. So you kind of got to make them feel like that. And uh, I seen what Solar Salon was doing. 
So I'm like, why I can't? Why can't I do that? You gotta like, reinvent the wheel. Just yeah, see, like copy the right cat. So what? What a solar salon did? I'm, I'm ignorant here. So, so go ahead. They basically, uh, they they have a bunch of rooms, and they make whether you're an esthetician, a hairstylist, a makeup artist, anything. They make you pay rent for the room every month, every week. And you can push your own brand. You can have it as like your own business. You don't have to necessarily be solar salon. Like a, like a WeWorks, essentially. Exactly. Exactly. Like exactly. So once I saw that, I'm like, why can't we do that? We could do the same thing. So uh, we found a location with a good amount of rooms. I believe it had um, six rooms and an open space for three people to be able to be in. So that... Good, right? There, yeah, that <laughs> that was that was pretty good. And then after seeing that be successful for a year, we ended up opening another one with twelve rooms and uh, five open spaces. So overall, we have I believe twenty two to twenty five tenants that are estheticians right now. Nice. And seeing that and seeing people stick with that, how I did, and like you don't have to necessarily make people convert to your brand. Give them a platform. And they'll be able to still everybody. It's like justice in business for everybody. That's that's how you do longevity. In it. Everybody eats. Everybody eats. Everybody eats. I like that, man. That's like, and that's the way the game is supposed to go. That's the way business is supposed to be. Like it's commerce. It's back and forth, you know. And I right. feel like a lot of times in the industry, especially with fitness, like it's a take, 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 take. Buy my product. Buy my product. Buy my program. Buy this app. Buy my my fitness clothes that I'm selling now. Yes. Buy, buy this. And now you're saying with the salons and in the health space, let me give you. I've built a platform. Let's all get on stage together. Let's do it together. We could do it a lot faster together. A lot faster. And that I think comes from the sports background. Just seeing like what it took to win championships. You had to be able to rely. On a person to do their job successfully Like you can't go over there and do that job for them You can't run that route for the receiver You just can't Whether you think you could do it better or not You have to play your position And just believe that that person's going to get it done And uh, that's how you win championships Not trying to step over people's toes Not trying to uh, be a dictator out here It's it's alright to be a boss There's nothing wrong with being a boss But you definitely got to know how to be a boss For sure what uh, what's next for you? So you talked about some really cool things that you've done pre COVID, post COVID. What's right. uh, what's got you? Uh, what do you what do you focus on right now? My biggest focus right now is making sure that the world finds out about this app. Just getting people aware about this app, and I want to take up the market space when it comes to digital apps, digital fitness apps. I want to be a, I want to provide the best fitness app. On the market My goal is to be The Netflix of fitness When it comes down To my app I love that What's the name of the app? Busybody app Busybody app So we'll have the link To the app In the show notes Winners So you guys can check that out um, Man this, I'm super glad We got you on the show today Man Appreciate um, it Is there anything else You want to leave the winners with Any final words? Uh, Only thing I can say is Man if you def- If you have a dream out there Definitely pursue it There will be ups There will be downs but never give up and uh, keep that drive about you. Never let any what anyone else say affect your your decisions in life. And make sure that you are just pursuing it with full-fledged de- burning desire. Full-fledged burning desire. That'll get you there. Love it. Well, uh, you're definitely a winner. And, Thank uh, you. I'm, I'm really appreciative of you being on the show. Where is the, uh, the best place for people to find you? Instagram? 
Instagram. You can find me on Instagram, Busybody Fit, B I Z Z Y B O D Y F I T, Busybody App, B I Z Z Y B O D Y A P P, Tizzy the Goat, T I Z Z Y T H A G O A T. And definitely follow me on TikTok too. I'm trying to build my TikTok following, man. Hey, you gotta get I'm, I'm a little bit behind, but I gotta get on it. <laughs> I gotta get on it. But TikTok is Busybody app as well. B i z z y b o d y a p p. And if you handle TikTok like you've handled everything else, a year and a half you'll be blowing up on there too, <laughs> yeah. bro. We're gonna be like, so how did you go from zero to ten million followers <laughs> on TikTok in, in eighteen months? Can you give right? us the playbook? Right. We'll put uh, all of those handles in the show notes. Winners, go go give them some love. I know fitness is something that can affect all of us, right? So whether you personally are trying to work on your fitness, or maybe you want to kind of get into the affiliate uh, space, kind of the entrepreneurial fitness side of things, go give him a follow, support him. And uh, winners, if you have not already, share this episode with the friends. Give us a, a review. That way, we can uh, you keep filling our cup, so we can go and uh, dominate the the week with you guys. So again, bro, thank you so much for coming by the office and jumping on the show. Thank you guys for having me, man. Y'all are doing an amazing thing here. I feel like it's it's beautiful that y'all are shining a light on this aspect of business, showing people what it takes to win. That's major, man. It's the way to do it, man. I appreciate you being on, man. No problem. Hi, winners. We'll see you guys list, uh, next week. Peace.